Welcome to the PT Graduate Podcast. I'm Rich Ellis, and I interview people from the health and fitness industry to find out more about their role, get some inspiration, motivation, and also have an understanding of how to get into this industry, but not only get in, but stay in and flourish in this amazing industry. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the PT Graduate Podcast. I'm excited on this Anzac Day to uh, welcome my guest, Cody Wilkins, all the way from the GC. Is that right? Yes, from the Gold Coast. Thank you for having me on today. It's really cool to be here and cool. yeah, looking forward to chatting with you throughout this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great to catch up. We, we kind of know each other from back in the Kaizen days, days which was probably 2015 or 14, 15. Yeah, around there. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Did, did, did a fair bit of study together, didn't we, with uh, with those online catch-ups and the in-person catch-ups and so on, which was, uh, we were coming to your part of the world. It was great to uh, to get some winter sunshine or autumn sunshine. It was getting cold for you and it was still hot for us. It was, it was great times. Yeah, it's interesting weather here at the moment. There's oh, rain coming and going pretty fast. So, yeah. I'm you pretty- had a bit of, bit of water as well. Yeah, it's, we had some times where it was quite flooded, but I'm quite lucky. I live up on a hill uh, yeah. towards the southern end of the Gold Coast, epic views, uh, and I'm quite lucky when we do get those really torrential rain times that, yeah, I'm good where I am. Fantastic. Good to hear. Uh, yeah, a friend of mine who used to live in the same village as, as me now, um, who moved to Brisbane, and, um, you know, still Facebook friends, and I see these photos of his front lawn underwater, and there's like, three steps to his front door and it sort of every day was creeping up and I think they just got to the point where it was level and then it went back down again they it it was touch and go yeah some people had it tough and it was quite a surreal experience being up here on the hill like nothing was happening and then just suburbs down the road the houses were going under yeah 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 torrential with so much cleanup anyway it's not about that it's about you so um there's some stuff I do know, but there's a lot of stuff I probably don't know. So uh, maybe take us to the beginning and, and help us understand how, because you were, you know, you did the, the originally uh, the, the PT thing and um, you were in Brisbane, I think, when, I, when yeah. we first met and um, you've done some, some bodybuilding and, and all, you've, you've done a lot. So it'd be really interesting to kind of hear how you got started and what, what drew you in and yeah. take it from there. Cool. Wow. It's interesting reflecting back on everything and going back to where it all started. I was just thinking about this this morning, knowing I was coming on today and where it all started is going to the gym. I was like, I've got to do something for me. I'm going to join some classes and feel good and look good. And then getting a personal trainer myself and she was competing in bodybuilding at the time. And I remember when I started training with her, I was like, I'm not going to do what you're doing. I think it's disgusting. It looks gross. And then literally within a few months, I was doing it too, because it was way beyond what you could achieve in the physical appearance. Yeah. That was really the stepping stone into becoming a personal trainer. Doing the bodybuilding is really, it was such a major turning point in my life. Like at the Mm. time when I did it, I used to be the party girl going out a lot, drinking a lot and, you know, having mental health struggles as well. And that was a real pivotal moment in my life to really be able to start taking steps to overcome that. And just what I achieved throughout that time through bodybuilding, it's like, wow, this is really awesome. And I'd love to help people do the same thing. So that's when I actually enrolled into doing the personal training and it was all history from there. I was working full-time in a law firm as well. Ah, okay. 
Yeah, and it probably took me longer than what it needed to, but that was the juggle of working full time and the yeah. training for the bodybuilding as well as studying to become a personal trainer. Mm. And then there was the point of, okay, I'm going to go chat to someone in the gym and it just all happened quite naturally. My friend worked at a gym. She's like, hey, come in and chat to the manager and yeah, went in and it went really well. And I just made the decision to take the leap and go all in on starting the personal training. Right, right. Cool. And and that was a, is that a, um, like a, a chain or private club or? That was a big franchise one, Fitness First. Okay. Oh, yeah. Probably yeah. one of the two biggest gyms there's mm. more coming about but fitness first and good life were quite predominant in terms of big chain gyms so coming into right. that gym and starting out with them and you know the usual fears come with it of am I going to make it work am I going to have to go back to my nine to five job and it was like mm. this just has to happen I mm. went with to be honest not much money behind me but I'm, I'm the kind of person and generally always have been that I'll know that it'll work out I've just got to put in the work so yeah Put, okay. in the, put in the work and at the time you know I didn't know a lot either so it was I was in the gym for a long period of time throughout the whole day every day of the week and I built quite a successful business just in my first three months of being there and brilliant yeah that's the starting point fantastic and that's that's the story right I mean that's that's um that's what has to happen, I think. And, you know, we can't underestimate how much work has to go in at the beginning of anything new to, to build that momentum. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've spoken to a few people on, on here and, um, you know, those, those first few months are really when the, the work goes in and that can be the clincher, you know, the first three months. And, and, and presumably you had a, a system where the rent that you were paying got greater the longer you were there or the more clients you picked yeah. up and so by three months you were probably paying full rent yeah so by mm. the end of that three month period I was paying full rent and mm. I guess from that point onwards it was like I was there for seven years so it was a roller coaster ride like I guess there is a general perception and it may have changed over time that going into something like personal training it's like yeah I get to be my own boss I can sleep and I can go to the beach and all this <laughs> much more to it than that like you're it's there's so much that goes into running a business so there was mm. the usual ebbs and flows that comes with it but it was a a continual journey of like I guess the biggest thing for me in the success was relationships so I built a solid base in that three months and what really kept going through all of the ups and downs of the clients cancelling people finishing their time with me new people coming on the biggest sustainable piece throughout all of that was relationships. And I had a lot right. of long-term clients throughout that time. Like I've been in it for nine years now and I still do a bit of online personal training and I've actually still got one client that I had right from the very start. Oh, wow. And that's nine years in the making. Yeah. So it's, Fantastic. Yeah, that was the biggest piece of success for me throughout the highs and lows of it was maintaining good relationships. I think that's a that's probably a, the most solid tip there, right there. <laughs> it um, that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, it's um, it's a relationship business, and the other stuff kind of comes after that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. something that really stood out to me that clients, I think something that was really good for retention, like a lot of clients would comment to me through their sessions, is how focused I was on them, and mm. just little things like remembering bits about what they got up to in the previous week what was coming up for them and mm. not from a place of 
a sales point of view of keeping them, but just mm. from literally a place of caring and having mm. that relationship with them. Mm. Mm. That real human human side of it. Yeah. Yeah. So were you still doing the bodybuilding thing um, when you went into PT? So did that happen concurrently or did you kind of do the bodybuilding thing and then go, right, PT? Yeah. So interesting. It was kind of, it was a about a year or so before I started PT and then I was still doing doing it through that transition of starting. So I was getting ready for my last show as I started to build my business. And oh, crikey. wow, was it a lot to manage? It was, yeah. there's so much that goes into it. Anyone that's listening that has done bodybuilding before or even just general things of having your training and managing your meal prep and eating well and getting enough sleep and running your business, it was a lot. Mm. And I wouldn't change anything because everything happens for a reason, but I also ended up incredibly burnt out and mm. my hormonal health as a female was heavily affected as well. So right. the journey of coming out of that as well, once I completed my show, it was great. I did really well. And then the journey coming out of that was managing my adrenal health, which is how I eventually got into Kaizen after that. Yes. And then also getting my hormonal health on track and also the relationship I had with my body and the way I thought about food. So there was much, mm. a lot that happened that I had mm. to overcome, but, you know, your mess becomes your message as well. So it was the evolution into the holistic health coming on board with Kaizen mm. and you know, that, that passion growing more and more for wanting to help people because it's something that a lot of people experience when they go through these sorts of things is, I guess it's like the pitfalls of it where you've got how is your mindset when you go through it? Can you still have a healthy relationship with your body? Can you understand that, you know, there's certain ways that you get to look at your food and how can you manage how you let your mindset affect that as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's all wrapped up together, isn't it? Did yeah. the um, did the you know working with the PT and then getting into that bodybuilding side of things make a difference for you from a mental point of view? You mentioned that earlier about um, the the mental health side of things, and I think we all have those those challenges or those highs and lows at some point, don't we? Did obviously the the the, the adrenal stuff sort of came came later, but yeah. did it do what you wanted it to do? like doing the bodybuilding and having the PT. Yeah, and, and sort of yeah. helping from a mental health point of view. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, there was some downfalls to the bodybuilding and it wasn't any reflection of the work itself or the PT. It was my own mindset at the time and managing my uh, sleep and all those sorts of things. But yeah. coming back to having a personal trainer and doing the bodybuilding and the impact it had on my mental health with a lot of the stuff that I was carrying within mentally and emotionally, that was like a key piece in me stepping up in my confidence and having more belief in myself. I remember mm. when I first started with my personal trainer, I will never forget this moment because I often reflect back into it now that I am a personal trainer, health coach and mindset coach is yeah. that there was one session that I was just waiting in the gym for her and I was looking around and I was looking at all the trainers and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never have the confidence to be a personal trainer. All right. And to get to go from there to actually yeah. into doing that and continuing to grow and evolve beyond that. It's right. yeah. Like there's learnings in everything and mm. everything happens for a reason. And that was such 
a key point in my life, what I gained out of having a personal trainer and doing those bodybuilding shows. I wouldn't change any of it. Mm, mm, that's that's amazing. So just that leap from, I, I, I wouldn't have the confidence to be a PT, but then becoming one, doing the bodybuilding on stage, that's a phenomenal change and a phenomenal shift. Yeah, um, that was incredible. Yeah, yeah. So roll on a few years, you've, you've done the, um, the functional health stuff, you, you've understood your adrenal health and how that's disrupted your hormones as a result of the bodybuilding and you've, you've learned the tools to kind of correct all of that stuff. What then sort of led you down the, the path that you've um, re- more recently been doing? I know you've, you've done a lot of NLP work and you've got some hypnotherapy stuff in there as well. And that's obviously the mindset coach component of the, the work that you do now. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, the, the, the mindset thing is, it seems to be a bit of a theme all the way through, even from the very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. I guess the more that I did and the more that I learned, it was like the more I realised that mindset had such a big player in everything that we do. And even when I was thinking about this this morning, reflecting back onto the tools that we had in managing our adrenal health in those Kaizen days, mm is where we go through breaking down what is actually causing the stress. And over 50% of that is mental and emotional. So Mm. the more I went on my journey and learnt these things and started delving into personal development, everything I learnt when I was working with you guys, it's like, wow, there's really something about this mindset piece that we can give you all of the training advice, the, the training plan, the nutrition plan, the things that you need to do or have to do or want to do but it's your mind that controls the outcome. It's you that decides whether you're actually going to take the action. It's you whether that decides whether you're motivated or not. So it's like there's something in this mindset thing and I'd love to be able to have another tool in my tool belt, I guess you'd say, to be able to help people do that. And Mm. it was beyond that. Like there was more that I knew I wanted to work on within myself and even though I was doing so much work, there was still so much more to be done. And that's where it's like, there's something more for me. There's something more for my clients. And that's when I was like, I feel like there's something in NLP that's really going to help me shift that within myself Mm. and really give me the tools to help clients beyond how I'm already helping them. Brilliant. How much did you know about NLP before you kind of delved into it? Not a lot, to be honest. Like it was more on my radar from a sense of having different coaches over time and hearing things on, maybe seeing things on social media. Mm. It was going bits and pieces. And I heard people talk about timeline before. And for anyone that has done NLP, working on the timeline has very powerful work within it. And I, I didn't know anything about it all. All I knew is that something about, timeline exists within nlp and i feel that that's going to be the thing that's going to give me the biggest shift that i'm looking for as mm. well as clients it was just like a curiosity mm-hmm. one of the most powerful tools within doing nlp that really turned my life around from the time that i did it and also for my clients as well i'm curious now so can you kind of share a little bit about what that means in terms of timeline yeah so there's this technique called timeline therapy and it's the ability to go through certain processes where you're able to access past events and learn from them so if you're carrying a negative association to a past event you're able to go into a process where you 
gain learnings for it, which helps change your perspective on those past experiences. Yeah. And I guess it updates the beliefs that you have within yourself now to hold you in a higher state, like a higher state of empowerment for yourself moving forward. Like it's right. it's hard to put into words because mm. it is very powerful and profound. And yeah, it's even if you don't necessarily remember a lot of stuff from your past, you can still access those uh, events, the core events for you to really help to start to turn things around, from, around for you and give you that different perspective in your life. Yeah, that sounds... It sounds uh, it sounds profound, and it kind of tr- reminded me of a, a podcast episode where the guy who was being interviewed um, used a similar technique, and he would talk. So they they kind of ran a, a, a role play uh, on the podcast with the guy hosting, and said, "Can you go back to when you were five? Yeah, 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 I can do that. Can I talk to that five year old?" Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's he's happy to listen, you know. And he had this sort of third party conversation with the that person when they were young, and he was able to. It was it was bizarre to listen to, but it kind of made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and he was he was basically freeing up emotions during that conversation, and then sort of said, "Right, how do you feel now?" He's well, I kind of feel lighter, or I feel, you know, there, there was some 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 real impact that it had, and it sounds like there's some similarity to the timeline thing that you, you referred to. Yeah, it's really yeah. powerful. I had a client just last week who has had a lot of mental struggles mm. over her time throughout her life and it's been quite severe recently and we went through a process last week and at the end of it, she's like, oh, wow, I just feel like my chest feels so much lighter, like her chest would normally feel really heavy mm. and just from being able to visit, uh, visit past events for her and get the learnings from it, it's like it, it lifts the weight of the world off your shoulders wow wow so so you've been through this now and now and you're a coach actually coaching this stuff um but also using it for your clients as well is that right yeah Mm. yeah absolutely so it's a combination of everything now it's intertwining the and this is where it's great to have that holistic perspective of there's the health there's a fitness and there's a mindset and it's Mm. being able to encompass everything in how can I help to improve someone's life as well as embodying that within myself as well it's like I know how to look after myself health wise I know what I need to do to move my body and I've now got the tools to help with my mindset because if the mindset is what drives in everything it's like anything becomes possible and it becomes so much easier to achieve your goals yeah yeah, I mean, it makes total sense. I think that's the hardest part, isn't it? Because in the you know PT role or the coach role or whatever people are doing, the the physical changes won't occur until the head's in the right place. And sometimes that behaviour change is is the, well, that behaviour change is the most difficult thing to to shift because different people need different things and it's finding the right buttons to press for the individual client isn't it that will will make the difference and we don't always have we don't we certainly don't get any of those skills at pt school you know it's something that you kind of learn as life goes on unless you do some structured education around it like you have um, or other qualifications absolutely and it's like i think you've done a little bit of this work yourself Mm. as well it goes beyond like as a coach or a personal trainer, whoever it is out there, it goes beyond the transformation that can happen either for yourself or the client. It's like, it gives you that ability to like, when you learn something such as NLP, it gives you that ability to 
understand where other people are coming from, how they operate, how they make decisions and mm. what may be driving their behavior so that you can actually gain a deeper level of rapport with them and help them to navigate, I guess, help helping them to see making better choices for themselves so that there's yeah. so much that it goes into. Yeah, 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 I, no, you're right. And that, that does touch on some of the stuff that I've done. And it's you kind of get an increased level of empathy for for people don't you because when you understand and the word that, that i've been taught is their map so their map of the world is different to everybody else's map and they're only operating off their map so you can't impose other things on people when they're not ever going to get it because your map's different to their map you know and so um it's understanding the individual and and listening more and asking the right questions and like you said building that rapport so that when you're in rapport then you're going to get a much better outcome once you start digging into the the meat of whatever it is the, the coaching session is about yeah absolutely yeah. and i guess being able to understand that and do that and have a have an awareness within yourself like if you look at being a personal trainer for example having that awareness in you know, your client is looking up to you, they're looking for advice and they're looking for instructions. They need the map to get to where they want to go. And mm -hmm. as that role model for them, you get to be mindful of how you're telling them what to do, what you're prescribing to them, because it's having that awareness of how they might receive it within their mind and how they then take that information forward. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's really mm -hmm. important to have that awareness as a coach and personal trainer that, you know you're really giving them they're taking on board your advice so how can you give it to them in the best way that improves their life in all areas yeah yeah that's powerful um and that that again comes back to sort of greater levels of self-awareness in terms of the way you interact with client a compared to client b because they they need different things don't they yeah absolutely. Um, and and so it's a it, you know with all the education there's still that fine tuning and practice, isn't there, of, of actually doing the doing? Because I hear myself say things to clients like, oh, why did you just say that? You know, like that was such a stupid thing to say. And you, you know that it hasn't landed because you just the expression on their face. think that was an in, not, not inappropriate, but that was just the wrong thing at the wrong time, you know, and yeah. It's, it's, always a, it's always a journey. Well, it is for me anyway. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's always an ongoing journey. And I think the biggest one of the biggest things I've learned is that everyone is doing the best they can with the resources they have. So whether that mm. you're thinking about that from a client perspective of all your own, like you're always growing, you're always evolving. And, you know, in personal training and coaching in many roles, you're learning on the go. So if you have an experience where you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that or done that, or I could have done that differently. Everything is a lesson. Like there's learnings and everything. So rather than seeing something as failure, what mm. feedback can you take back from it to uh, like give to yourself to then improve moving forward? I was watching a Kerwin Ray summit the other week and he talked about like the whole failure thing. It's actually giving you knowledge and experience. So, you know, you have something different to utilize next time as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's reframing the um, the misses and the, and the failures, isn't it, as as an opportunity to learn. And you know, some of the top athletes frame it like that, don't they? They've, there's been some plenty of inspirational quotes that that um, that can be transferred from from sport and, and business perfectly. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about um, the other thing. I'm curious about is the hypnotherapy. The I know that I know that there's there's some. I don't know whether overlaps the right word, but there's some sort of synchronicity between. Um, 
hypnotherapy and and some of the NLP work. Um, and I haven't I haven't really got into that that uh, side of things other than sort of understanding where it would fit, but not actually doing it. Have, what have you done and, and, and have you used it? Yeah, so hypnotherapy is very powerful and it very mm. it is very intertwined with NLP uh, mm. in many different ways. And I guess one of the biggest pieces is the language because in understanding language and the impact that it has on people and intertwining the two, when you're delivering hypnotherapy, it's all like a bunch of words basically because you're talking to them in a therapeutic session to mm. create powerful change within themselves. So to understand the power of the language that you're using that you learn both in hypnotherapy and NLP. It's just much deeper if you do the both of them. Right. So then when you're delivering the therapy to your clients within uh, hypnotherapy, you know how to frame the language in the right way so that it's received in the best way. And the power of hypnotherapy is for those that know about the subconscious mind, mm. Mm. you're able to get that conscious and subconscious connection with hypnotherapy where that barrier is dropped and when I say barrier I mean the the thoughts that come into your mind of no that's not possible I can't do that I can't believe that that mm -hmm. barrier is dropped within hypnotherapy and that's where you can create that positive change and I'll utilize um, a weight loss example is you can mm. do weight loss in hypnotherapy where you're able to obviously get that connection with the subconscious mind to drop in those powerful suggestions such mm. as well, you'll find it easily and effortless to eat healthy and release the weight that you want to release. And it's potentially overcoming sabotaging behaviors that they may be experiencing in being able to achieve their goals. And right. so much that you can use it for, like I've seen someone share it on their social media that does a lot with her clients is reducing snacking and, you know, maybe changing up foods that you no aren't good for you and that maybe you eat too much of and that's just an example within weight loss there's so much that it can be used for and it can be tailored to an individual based on what they want to work on right right uh, when when you say the word hypnotherapy of course most people's minds go to what they've seen on tv and people <laughs> people swinging wrist um you know um, watches uh in front of them or you know things that um you know they follow with their eyes until their days but that it's not necessarily um, another a shift. It, it is more about the language and a conversation that you have that yeah. enables you to sort of dig down into that subconscious. So they're still very much aware and in control of, of what they're yeah. doing. It's just a, a, a tool, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's another tool and it is yeah. a generalized perception. And this is what I'll always yeah. talk with clients about at the start is, no, it's not a, you'll drop onto the floor <laughs> working like a duck you could if you wanted to but in hypnotherapy you will only do what you're willing to accept to do within your values and you're always right. consciously aware throughout the process and when yeah. we're in the training rooms and like in the hypnotherapy courses we might have fun with the stage show experience because it is fun but even within that you'll still only do what you're willing to accept to do as well yeah okay okay so the people that do start cracking like ducks are just very open to being a duck yeah like that's me i'm a highly suggestible i love being a duck when i'm playing with hypnotherapy it's fun <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to see that clip yeah it's hilarious so do you spend a lot more time in this space now in terms of uh, client work or do you still have um, a mixture of of the different um sort of the health coaching clients and the pt clients as well what what's the the go 
I've got a small handful of actually online personal training clients and that's from when I moved from Brisbane to the Gold Coast because oh, yeah. these are the clients I've got great relationships with mm. to train and especially with everything that happened in the lockdown periods more and more people started training at home so it was quite a turning point for online personal training as well so a small handful of that and I do predominantly focus on the life coaching and the hypnotherapy yeah and I am looking at getting in back into more fitness instructing and personal training because it's all interlinked and yeah there's a lot that I can bring to the table with the mix of tools that I have in how I can help someone achieve their goals yeah yeah it just gives you more more tools in that toolbox doesn't it yeah so that's the stuff you love i mean it's still in your blood the the on the gym floor or at least uh you know somewhere where people can uh, can do their exercise yeah absolutely. Yeah. brilliant um so what's next where does that where does that lead you i mean it, it sounds like or from what i can gather you've done a hell of a lot of study already is there you're already a master master trainer or master coach yeah, so master, yeah. master coach of NLP and hypnotherapy. Yeah. And in yeah. terms of training, like I've done, I worked for a period of time with the trainer that I did my course with. And I've actually been in, it's like nine or 10 trainings of um, NLP and hypnotherapy. So it's like that mastery of the skill. And to be yeah. honest, I'd probably continue to relearn what I've learned within that because mm. there's so much to it. And mm the more you immerse yourself into your whatever you want to call it, the skill that you love, the more you embody it within yourself and it becomes second nature. Yeah. So I guess for me, it's continuing to learn that. And there's so much more that I want to learn because like, it's like Pandora's box has been yeah. open for me since I did NLP and yeah. yeah, there's still much more I want to bring to the table. And I recognize that it happens over time and you also get to be mindful of how much you take on at once as well. So mm. There is more for me and mm. those next sort of courses will come in time. Sure. Yeah. I guess you'll know when, when the time is right. I like the fact that you're going back over stuff and you're mastering it, which is, um, you know, something that needs to be uh, on my list as well. Cause of, you know, there's, 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 there's no end to the number of times you can go through stuff and, and learn some other aspects of it, I guess. Yeah. And even yeah. if you, like, because there can be a lot of people that might teach the one thing. And one thing I've really loved lately is learning some of the same things off someone else. And it's put it in a completely different perspective. And uh, like light yeah. bulbs start going yeah. off and see different way that, ways that you can utilize things as well. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Different people do it different ways. Yeah. 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 You've dropped some fantastic tips in there already, which I'm, I'm liking, but there may be some more, I suspect, because you've um you've been deploying this knowledge for a while now that any others for you know not necessarily just pts but you know coaches as well who uh who work with clients not necessarily on the gym floor but yeah i guess i guess for gen like health and fitness coaches like i guess the biggest thing would be one thing i've noticed over my time is that we've really made exercise and nutrition complicated and it doesn't mm. have to be so if you look at your diet, for example, like the biggest thing I tell clients and even just friends and family that want advice is just eat a nutrient dense diet, eat intuitively, listen to when you're hungry and ensuring you get adequate uh, amounts of your macro and micronutrients. It's like society's just made it so complicated. There's so much information out there. So keep mm. it simple and listen to your body. And 
I guess in terms of like we've talked about mindset a lot, that's majorly my passion. And the biggest thing that you can do, I feel, is to look after your mental health. So I touched on earlier that if you're looking at stress, because we live in a society that's really busy, uh, there's a lot of people that don't take enough time for themselves. So looking after your mental health, if it's such a big contributor to managing your stress health, is obviously the more you look after your mental health, the less stressed you Mm. are. Mm. And the less stressed you are, the healthier you are, the more energy you have. And like I said, it becomes so much easier to achieve your goals. And whether that's just taking time out for yourself, whether you're reading books, whether that's investing in coaches and doing courses, it's, it's the best thing that you can do. Like going on a personal growth journey is like peeling back an onion, Mm. peeling back the layers and, you know, the things that wait on the other side for you are amazing. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, and just for coaches, any coaches that are listening, one of the biggest things I've learned is compare you to you because we can get caught up in noticing what everyone around us is doing and that plays a part in what happens in the internal dialogue. So focus on you, use other people for inspiration and remember how far you've come as well. Awesome. Yeah, that's so good. It's so easy to compare, isn't it, when uh, there's so much opportunity to do that with social media and that's the the biggest culprit of comparison, I think. But um, awesome, awesome tips there, Cody. I think those are wise words and um, things people should definitely be uh, incorporating or at least thinking about incorporating because um, there's, uh, there's opportunity for improvement through through some of those things yeah absolutely Mm. thank you and thank you for having me on it's been awesome chatting and i can't believe how fast that time flew by (laughs) yeah yeah i think we've we've cracked over half an hour already yeah it's pretty good pretty good yeah Yeah. awesome awesome. it's been great catching up and um really appreciate your time and um and your vulnerability you know sharing sharing what you've shared and all your knowledge and um and i hope that it's been valuable for people listening so good to see you and thanks for your time thank you cheers bye Thanks for listening to this episode of The PT Graduate. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star rating and hit the subscribe button. And I'd love it for you to share with your friends and colleagues so they can listen too. Cheers for now.